have something special for you as you exit uh, this morning uh, when you're going out the doors. Um, we'll have a, a gift for you that, um, that you can receive. Also, uh, I just uh, I want to pray really quickly. I want to pray for moms. I also want to pray for those that have lost their mother and are dealing with grief. Uh, I want to pray for those who've been unable to be a mom. Uh, And so let's just go to the Lord in prayer real quick. Father, right now we thank you for our mothers. Lord, we thank you for those that have invested their lives in us, and we're grateful for them. Lord, we pray, God, that you would be very real to them. Uh, Lord, that every prayer would be answered, God, that, um, that they would be drawn near to you, Father. And, Lord, we pray for those that have lost mothers. We pray, God, that when, uh, when the grief comes, Lord, that's a part of life. But, Lord, that they would run to you, not from you, because of the pain. And, Lord, we pray, God, that, um, that you would be with them. Father, we pray for those ladies that, are, are, um, that aren't mothers yet, uh, some that are, that are called to be only spiritual mothers, uh, those that are still believing, God, for uh, a miracle in their bodies. Lord, we stand with them as well. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the God of miracles. And we continue to believe, Lord, that you are going to move and do wonderful things in their lives. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, we are continuing our Power Tools series um, where we are talking about discovering those things that God has given to us that provide power in the life of the believer. Um, Power is good, right? Power helps get the job done quicker. It helps get the job done more efficiently. And and we've been looking at some different power tools. Um, So you guys know what this is right here, right? A screwdriver. Now, someone said to me, Jamie, you're really doing the Power Tools, Tools series when it's Mother's Day? And look, I know that you ladies know how to use tools, all right? I actually know, I have, that's right. I actually know that some women have specifically asked for power tools on birthdays and Christmas and Mother's Day. Yeah, that's right. So I, I'm not with this whole women are helpless. As a matter of fact, if I want something done right around my house, I'll let Tiff do it, okay? Because I'm going to do a halfway job. So, so, yeah, amen, that's right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So this is... <laughs> This is a uh, screwdriver. This is a flathead screwdriver, and um, y'all have used one of these before. For a little job, it's great. You just, you know, you get in there, and you, you, you twist the, the thing, and you screw it in, and it, it works, right? But after a while, your hand starts to hurt, right, because of all the twisting and stuff. Now, this is a drill. This is much, much much better. I'll never forget, uh, I'd been with my company um, before I was in full-time ministry. I think it was my 10-year anniversary with them, and they gave me like points, much like a credit card would, uh, and, and then you go to this website, you sign in, and then you can use your points and get something. And so I got my first corded power drill um, that, I, that I'd ever had. I'd had the battery-operated ones, um, and they were pretty cool, but I don't know if you've ever used a corded power drill um, but that thing was so powerful. It scared me <laughs> the first time I used it. I was like, whoa, you know, how is this legal? It was awesome. And then, the, again, the testosterone, you're like, raw, power. So, yeah, so power tools are awesome. They help us get the job done better. And the Lord has given us, he has invited us to use and utilize different power tools. Different power tools. And so we're talking about those. Now, last week we talked about the power of agreement, that there is a spiritual law 
that when two or more believers agree together in prayer, that it's more powerful than if just one person prays. One person praying is not bad. As a matter of fact, it's wonderful, it's necessary, and you should be doing it. But there is a power tool available, and that's the power of agreement. And so this week, we are talking about the name of Jesus. And we sang it this morning. There is power in the name of Jesus. There's power in his name. Okay? And so, now, you moms know that there's power in the name. Because when your kid is messing up, what do you call them? By their full name. Now, you know when you were a kid... Right, because my, my real name is not just Jamie, it's James. And so I knew if, if my mom says, Jamie, stop it, I, you know, I'd be like, all right, whatever. But if I heard James Thomas Nunnally, oh, <laughs> things just got serious. Things just went to a whole different level, right? When you use the full name, what is it about the full name? What is it about that when, when a mom uses first, middle, and last name? And you know things just went to the next level, right? I, think, I was thinking about this. I think, I think that it's a callback to authority. I think it's the mom's way of saying, hey, I know your full name because I came up with it. <laughs> I am in charge here, not you. I, I, think that's, I think it's a reminder of that. And I think that's why moms often do use the full name. There is power in a name, there's power in a name. And so I want to talk really quickly. Um, I, I want to talk about what is Jesus' name. When we say, I mean, obviously Jesus, but, but what is his name? And so I want to kind of go through some of this with you. First of all, the Hebrew name for Jesus is Yeshua. The Hebrew name for Jesus was Yeshua. This is what Mary and Joseph would have called Jesus when he was a young boy. If, when they were addressing him by his proper name, it would have been Yeshua because they, sp- they spoke Hebrew. And Jesus' name in Hebrew was Yeshua, okay? Now, the New Testament is written in Greek. How many of you knew that already? The New Testament is written in Greek, not in Hebrew. And so the name of Jesus in the New Testament is not Yeshua, because it's not in Hebrew, it's in Greek. And the word uh, for Jesus um, uh, is Iesus, Iesus. That's his name, that's Yeshua in Greek, okay? And then, how many of you read Greek? Virtually none of you, okay? So if you don't read Greek, we need to translate that Greek into English. And so uh, Jesus in, uh, in English is Jesus. So that's how we get the name Jesus. Now, there are some people that get a little bit hung up on the name of Jesus, and, and they don't like the name Jesus, and they think it should be Yeshua. And, and look, here's, here's the deal. Um, the name of Jesus, whether it's Yeshua or whether it's Jesus, um, the name of Jesus, it, it means Jehovah is salvation. Changing the language of a word does not change the meaning of the word. All right? If I say car in English and I say el coche in Spanish, it doesn't change the car. It just changes the manner in which I identify. The properties of the car are still the exact same. Are you with me? Okay? And so, look, I, I, there, there are people who, you know, get all riled up about this kind of stuff. In the meantime, people are lost and going to hell. And so, I encourage you, Jesus is a perfectly acceptable name to call the Son of God. All right? It's just the English transliteration of the Greek word. 
that was written in our New Testament, okay? So don't get hung. If you feel a personal burden to call the Lord, um, you know, by his Yeshua name, then that's great. But I just personally, I've seen a lot of pride come out in people's lives, and they need to watch out that they don't, their arm doesn't snap off from patting themselves on the back for knowing that Yeshua is Jesus' original name. Okay? So we want to honor people in love and not be so concerned about being right all the time. Amen? Amen. Now, the second part of Jesus' name is Christ. Now, much to many people's surprise, Christ is not Jesus' last name. How many of you knew that? It's not like Jesus was in school. All right. You know, Cunningham, comma, Billy, present. Christ, comma, Jesus, here. Didn't happen like that. All right. Christ, Christ is not Jesus' last name. As a matter of fact, the last names in that culture were the, were the names of the Father. So it would be like uh, Jesus bar Joseph uh, would be you know, probably what they would have referred to Jesus when he was a child. Because his father, um, even though we know it was the Lord, uh, his earthly father was Joseph. Okay? And, and you'll actually see that in some scriptures. So Christ, um, Christ actually comes, um, well first of all, there's the word, it's the Hebrew word that's Mashiach. Mashiach, which means Messiah, okay? And then the Greek equivalent of that word is Christos. Um, Christos, and then, again, translated from Greek into English is Christ. And so these, these words, um, it, it literally means anointed one or chosen one. Now, in, in, the, in the Hebrew culture, when someone was anointed or chosen for a specific task, especially an important task, they would literally pour oil over that person. Is a sign of consecration. All right, you all you've all heard of that before, right? And so it literally means anointed one. It, it, it literally means to be smeared on with the presence of God. To be smeared on. So when someone says, wow, that, man, that song was just so anointed, sister. What you're really saying is the Lord hath smeared thee. So that's, that's what the word anointed means. It means to be smeared on. It means to be, um, um, to be totally anointed and chosen. So Jesus, just so you know, Jesus is the Lord's human name given to Mary by the angel Gabriel. And Christ is his title. Christ is what he was on the earth for. Amen. Amen. Look at this scripture. This is Philippians 2, 9 through 11. I love, this is the good news translation. I love the the way that they worded this. It says, for this reason, God raised Jesus, raised him to the highest place above And gave him the name that's greater than any other name. And so, in honor of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven, on earth, and in the world below. The New King James says, under the earth is talking about the realm of the dead. Okay? Um, And and the world below will fall to their knees and will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So God has bestowed on Jesus the greatest name of all names. This is what's interesting. How many of you know that Jesus wasn't the only guy named Jesus? He's not. As a matter of fact, Jesus was a rather common name. As a matter of fact, you know of another Jesus in Old Testament scripture. You know him about Joshua. It's Yeshua. It's the same name. All right? He was one of the forefathers uh, in the Jewish faith. And and so the the name of Jesus is, Joshua would be the English uh, version of the Hebrew name Yeshua. So what's, what's the deal? What's the deal with Jesus? I mean, y'all know that just because if, if, if there's like someone uh, from, from a Hispanic country, if his name is Jesus, 
that doesn't mean that he's your savior, right? Because it doesn't mean that someone with the name Jesus, Jesus, or, or, or anything like that is your savior. It's not the name that has the power, it's the purpose. Let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me read this to you. See, the name of Jesus is not magic. It's not a magic incantation that you put on the end of your prayer. All right, if, if you look at John chapter 14, 13 and 14, it says, this is Jesus talking, it says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That's an, that's an awesome promise, isn't it? Here's the deal. In biblical times, names defined purpose. Names defined purpose. They were descriptions of who the person was. It wasn't just simply an identifier to differentiate one person from another. All right? it, 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 it declared the person's purpose. And that's why you'll see a lot of, especially Old Testament names, have like really deep meanings. And sometimes in Scripture it will say, this guy's name was this, meaning this. Okay, Because names uh, identified the purpose. They weren't just descriptions uh, they weren't just differentiations. They were descriptions of their job. I'll, I'll give you an example. Do you remember uh, at, at one point, Mary is told he shall be called Emmanuel. Did they call Jesus Emmanuel? No, they called him Jesus. All right? That was his given name. Why shall he be called Emmanuel? Because Emmanuel means God with us. They weren't telling Mary what to name him specifically. Uh, the angel was telling Mary what his job description was. That he was to be God among the people. Okay? And so the name of Je- using the name of Jesus is not like this little magic thing that you put on the end of your prayer, like, well, I'd like a Ferrari. Throw that prayer up in Jesus' name. Right? That's not how we use the name of Jesus, okay? Um, so when you do things in Jesus' name, when we talk about power in the name of Jesus, what we're talking about is when you do things in Jesus' name, you're taking on his purpose. And you are operating under his influence and authority. That's what it means using the name of Jesus. It's not just tacking on uh, his name so that you might get what you want. All right? Does that make sense? So I want to talk about really quickly three things that the name of Jesus. We say that the name of Jesus provides power. Well, let's talk about three things that the name of Jesus provides. And the first one is access. The first thing that the name of Jesus provides for you is access, specifically access to the Father. If you'll turn to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, I love this verse, verse 16. Let me, let me just start with 15 because I like it too. It's talking about Jesus explaining his role among us. It says, this high priest of ours, Jesus... Understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. Look, you need to understand, the guy you worship, the the guy that you sing to, was here on earth. God was here on earth, and he went through every trial. There's not anything that you can possibly go through that he hasn't already faced. That should be comforting to you. That when you pray to the Lord, you say, God, I don't know what to do in this situation. This is rough. This is tough. I'm not sure how to make it. He's not up there like, well, I'm sure that is tough. I wouldn't know. He can personally identify with you. He can personally identify with you. But here's the point of the scripture. Let's read. 
Verse 16, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. In light of the fact that Jesus has been through what we are going through, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. We will find grace when we need it most. See, knowing Jesus, having the name of Jesus at your disposal gives you access it gives you access. Um, I never, I was a, a good kid. I never went bar hopping. But I have seen uh, on TV and movies and stuff, especially in like bigger cities where there's a like, real like swanky bar. And like not everyone can get in, right? And you're standing there and the, the, the big bodyguard is not letting anyone in, right? But then, um, you know, someone who is known um, is being let in. And if you know that person, you can go with them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You're like, I don't watch movies. I'm holy. I have no idea. What is this bar you speak of? Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. And so it was, it was the name, knowing the name, that provided the access. Let, let me show you. Now, this is a really cool verse. Turn to John 16. Some of this, some of you, this is going to be some revelation for you. I've been asked before, you know, do we have to pray in Jesus' name or do we pray to Jesus or, you know, what, what do we do here? Like, what, you know, I don't want to pray wrong. I understand. First of all, I'm going to give you instructions on how to pray here in just a second. But, um, but I want you to understand that God knows your heart and he's not like, wow, I'd love to answer that prayer for you, but you didn't say it right. All right? I don't believe that's the heart of the Father, okay? Um, but if you have a chance to do things right, you should, Right? So check out this verse. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. It's, before, it's right before he goes off to, um, to be crucified. Verse 23, it's talking, about, it's talking about, I'm going to leave. Okay, that's the context. He said, I'm going to leave. Verse 23, and at that time, after I leave, you won't need to ask me for anything. Wait, what? You won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly. And he will grant you your request because you use my name. Verse 24, you haven't done this before. See, this was new for the disciples. You haven't done this before, but ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Let let me me explain what this means. Um, Ethan, can you and Caleb help me out here for a sec? All right, Caleb, if you'll stand here. Caleb, you get to be God the Father. Is that cool? Are you happy about that? All right, stand right here facing this way. Ethan, stand here. All right, so in the old way, the way that the disciples had to, um, had to do this before, all right, he said, this is new for you. Well, let me explain what they had been doing. Is Jesus, here face me, buddy, all right, so we've got God the Father, we've got Jesus, and we've got a disciple, okay? So I didn't have access to the Father, so I'd have to say, hey, Jesus, you're Jesus, by the way, okay? Hey, Jesus, will you please let the Father know that today's Mother's Day, and I would love if he would, you know, be good to my mom. And then Jesus would, in turn, <laughs> right? All right, so do you see? So, because he's, but, he, but then he said, hey, I'm going to change the rules on you, okay? You aren't going to have to ask me for anything. You're going to be able to, stand next to me, go to the Father directly, because we are linked up. And now I can say, hey, Father, um, you may not know me, but I know you know him, <laughs> And, of course, God knows you. Um, 
today's Mother's Day, and I'd love to pray for my mom that you move in her life and that uh, you would heal her body and that you would provide for her financially. Do you see the difference? See, once you're linked up with Jesus, is this uncomfortable for you? It kind of feels normal, natural to me. Um, (laughs) Let's just stand here. No, let's not. Once you're linked up with Jesus, you don't technically... You don't technically ask Jesus for anything. You simply ask the Father directly in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? Y'all give them a hand. You can be seated. So it provides access. Look, I want you guys to be the ultimate name droppers. Y'all know what a name dropper is, right? It's that guy at work or that guy at school that knows everyone. It's like, well, and they refer to celebrities by their first name. Yeah, well, you know, Brad and I were hanging out. Brad, Brad Pitt. Oh, okay, okay. You know him as Brad. Okay, gotcha. Y'all know what I'm talking about, a name dropper, right? Look, you should be the ultimate name dropper because you know the name above all names is Jesus. He has invited you to use his name, and his name has provided you access. His name has provided you access. But you have to know the name. You have to know the name. Now, I can't tell you how many times people say, I'm no good with names, but I'm good with faces. Right? And then they don't recognize me by my face. (laughs) Yeah, I've said that too. As a matter of fact, I've actually prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, I need help remembering names. Will you help me? And he has helped me. It's it's incredible. I encourage you. There is nothing off the table. There is no, God is limitless. Okay? He's not limited. You can, you can ask him for anything that you need. And if you want to rename, remember names better, I encourage you, ask him. It's worked for me. See, now you're going to want to come to me after the service and make sure I know your name. Right? <laughs> but but he, he really has. And so, but you've got to know someone's name. How many times have you been stuck you know, in, in a situation, a restaurant or wherever, and someone comes up to you and is like, Hey, Jamie, how you doing? You're like, Hey, bro, <laughs> champ, how's it going, man? Right? And they're like, you don't know my name, do you? Sure I do, buckaroo. (laughs) Of course I do. And they're like searching Facebook, you know. (laughs) But you got to know the name of Jesus. You have to know the name of Jesus. He is your access point. And it's not just knowing the name of Jesus. It's operating in the purpose. Remember, it's not just a magic incantation that you put on the end of your prayer. It's operating under his influence and under his authority and within his purpose. Amen? Amen. So the name of Jesus gives us access. Here's the other thing the name of Jesus gives us. It is power. The name of Jesus gives us power. Of course, of course it does. We're talking about it in a sermon series called Power Tools. Turn to Acts. I love this. Acts chapter 4. You can just stay in Acts 4 for a little bit. We're going to look at verse 7 here, 7 through 10. Just so you know, um, Peter was arrested uh, for healing someone. Well, he wasn't arrested for healing someone. Once the guy, the crippled person, was healed, this is the guy begging at the, ba- at the gate called Beautiful, if you remember that. Silver and gold have I not, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. All right? And he went walking and leaping and praising God. How many of you sung that as a kid? He went walking and leaping and praising. Okay, well, all right. Tough crowd. I sang it as a child. Um, and so uh, 
So then he starts preaching, and he starts preaching the gospel, and part of the gospel is the fact of resurrection. Well, the Sadducees didn't like the resurrection. They didn't believe in it, okay? But by the way, our culture today is not so much unlike, unlike Jesus' culture of the day. You had the hard right, super conservatives. You had the hard left, super liberals, all right? Super conservatives, we called them the Pharisees. The super liberals, we call them the Sadducees. I take that however you want to. And so, <laughs> drop the mic. And so, um, and so, <laughs> so the Sadducees in this situation are getting mad because Jesus is preaching on the supernatural. He's preaching on resurrection. And, well, we don't believe in that. And so they actually throw him in jail. And it happens to be there's a big council the next day. They bring him from the council, and they demanded, this is verse 7, they brought the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name? See, the name you operate under determines the power you have. The name you operate under determines the power that you have. In what power and in whose name have you done this, done this miracle? Verse 8, and Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, that's really, really important, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? By the way, what you're about to read is one of the funniest, possibly most sarcastic things in the entire Bible. It's hysterical. It's so funny that he says these things. He's just like, "Um, are we on trial for healing a crippled person? Is that why we're here? And then he says, do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. You know, the man you crucified, but whom Jesus raised from the dead. (laughs) Just let me be really clear. Let me talk slowly for you. All right? It's Jesus. It's the powerful name of Jesus. You can stay in Acts 4, but because uh, we're going to read some more in just a moment. But Luke 10, 17, Jesus has just sent out his disciples on the first missionary journey. And he said, hey, heal the sick, cast out devils, you know, right? cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Freely you've received, so freely give. Okay. By the way, that verse, we use it for, you know, hey, we need you to give to the church monetarily. Because freely you have received, so freely give back. Hey, I'm, I'm a fan of that. That's cool. But the context of the verse is the supernatural power of God. You have been delivered, healed, saved, and set free. So guess what you get to now do? You get to deliver. You get to heal. You get to save and set people free. Because freely you have received, so freely give. Isn't that cool? Okay. So he says that, and then in verse 17... Um, It says, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. When we use your name. See, it was the name of Jesus because you're operating under the authority of whomever, of whomever's name that you are using. Okay? So it was the name of Jesus that provided the power. Back to Acts chapter 4, verse 30. Acts chapter 4, verse 30. Um, so after, just so you know, so they're in front of the council. The council throws them back in jail. They're supernaturally delivered from, uh, from the jail. Um, and they go to a prayer meeting. And then, uh, because there's so many threats and so many threats against their faith, they pray. And they don't pray for protection. They don't pray for favor. They pray for more boldness so that they can share the gospel even more. I love it. I love it. And so, verse 30, at the end of their prayer, it says, Stretch out your hand, O Lord. 
with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through what? The name of your holy servant, Jesus. It's the name that provides power. It's not a person. It's the name of Jesus. Um, You know, when we prayed earlier, we prayed for people's digestive issues to be healed. I fully expect emails this afternoon and Monday with people telling me that that their digestive system's healed. Why? Because when we prayed for people, it wasn't us. It was us, but it was us using the authority and agreeing with the will of God Almighty through the name of Jesus. Do you understand how this works? Okay? Okay. So, so the, name, the name of Jesus provides us with access. The name of Jesus provides us with power. And lastly, the name of Jesus provides us with salvation. Now, don't tune out because you already know that. I mean, I, you're, you are most likely a believer. If you're not a believer this morning, you've grown up in South Georgia and you've heard about Jesus, about him being the way to salvation. So I know this is something you is probably not blowing your mind right now. Okay? But I want you to see, I want you to see how our salvation... Your eternal destiny, but not even your eternal destiny, but your destiny here on earth, your job here on earth, your quality of life here on earth is tied to the name of Jesus. We're still in Acts chapter 4, and we'll scroll back up to 12. This is part of Peter's response um, to, um, to the council that was, that was getting on to them. It's just so clearly, he says it so clearly, verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Look, there's just, there's just no other way, guys. There's no other way. Jesus is our salvation, and we call on the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, in order to be saved. In order to be saved. I, I heard someone recently, and, and they had good intentions, uh, and they were trying to encourage a group of people, and they said something like this. They said, you know, as we continue to study our Bibles, what will happen is we will grow. We will become better people. And, um, uh, and we'll become just a little bit better tomorrow than we were today. And, and it was, and it was, I understood the heart of the thing, but the problem is, is that the Bible is not a self-help book. It, it, it's not a means by which you can, you know, make yourself better, okay? The Bible says that you are a rank, stanky sinner. Stanky, it's in there, it's in there somewhere, I think it's Greek or something. That's what the Bible says, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not a, it's not a, hey, follow these rules and you'll have a successful life. <laughs> That's, it's, it's like, hey, dude, you were headed to hell. And, 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 and because of your sin nature, you stink. You need a savior. And the name of Jesus is the only name that we can call on and be saved from our sinful nature. The best person who has committed the least amount of sin in this entire city still desperately needs the name of Jesus. So we aren't studying this word. Is there a growth that comes with study? Yes, there is a growth. Are we expected to grow up and look like Jesus? Of course we do because you become what you behold. And so, yes, we do grow up. And, yes, we do get rid of that sin nature. And, yes, we do act according to our beliefs. But that's not the point, because you can fake that. And you all know people who fake acting right even though their hearts are bad. We call them hypocrites. OK? 
Okay? I'm not interested in teaching you all how to be hypocrites. I'm interested in letting you know, I apologize to tell you, but you need Jesus. You need Jesus. He is your only hope. And, and you can't work, work your way up and say, man, I'm, I'm doing good now, Lord. Only three cuss words today. Hey, congratulations. You still need Jesus. You still need Jesus. John 14, 6. Y'all know it. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. You remember the illustration we did earlier where the Father was there and I didn't have access. I used to have to ask Jesus and he would talk to the Father, but now I can link arms with Jesus and Jesus and I can together, I can talk to the Father directly now, right? There is no one else you can do that with. You can't work hard enough and act right enough to finally stand in front of the presence of God. You're not good enough. You can't connect yourself with, with me. I mean, I'm a pastor of a church, and Lord, I come to you in Jamie's name. Oh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Whew, I need Jesus, y'all. I need Jesus too, all right? all right? I can't stand in front of the Father without the name of Jesus either. You don't connect yourself. Well, I go to Victory Fellowship Church. Hey, that's awesome. I think we're a pretty radical bunch. I think it's great. But that ain't going to get you into heaven. It's only the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's stand for prayer.